Today's show is sponsored by Brooklinen. These are the best sheets we've ever slept on and you can get $20 off and free shipping if you go to brooklinen.com and use my promo code REAL at checkout. That's brooklinen.com, promo code REAL. I struggle a lot with anxiety um, and wanting to, I'm realizing wanting to control, like my anxiousness is me wanting to kind of control or be comfortable or not like wanting to do things. And so sometimes I struggle to trust Jeff because ultimately I'm not trusting the Lord with like, um, whatever it may be. Hey guys, welcome to the real life podcast where we talk about exactly that every single week, real life, which means some episodes might be about a fight we just had. Some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers and some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things. And maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode. But we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts. And don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. What's up, guys? I'm Jeff. I'm Alyssa. And welcome back to the Real Life Podcast. Another day, another dollar. Okay, guys. <laughs> so the other day we did an episode called, uh, or the, an episode on eschatological realism, which that was kind of a joke, not that topic, but the reason it was an inside joke there because our intro says that phrase. We say, I think we talk about potty training and a fight we just had and eschatological realism. So when we did that, a lot of you guys loved that. And then you said, hey, like do the rest. You know, I don't know if we'll do an, a whole episode on potty training. That might come up. But we said, hey, we haven't done one on a fight we just had. And guess what, guys? We just had a fight uh, about a week or two ago. I mean, we probably, you know, we had one earlier this morning or yesterday or whenever. But a little bit more, you know, like beefcake well, I one. Think what happened was... Um, so I said, let's talk about it. I posted a photo on my oh, Instagram. Yes. yes, thank you for... Yeah, people yes, love that. Like about a date night we had and how wonderful it was. And then real disclosure, the last date we had a week before that, we had fought the whole time, which usually, I mean, we've gotten in a couple fights for date nights once in a while, but we usually can yeah, snap out of it real mm-hmm. fast. And, and, I, and time, I, snapped, I snapped out of it. <laughs> too soon? <laughs> too soon. <laughs> yes, too soon. I hope we don't get a fight on this podcast. Anyway, <sighs> so um, this one, we just fought the entire date night and it was horrible. And so I had posted about it and how I'm so thankful for forgiveness and what that marriage takes work. And You loved it though, because the... Well, first well, hold we gotta, on. Let we, me just finish. Yeah, we got a laugh. And so though. a lot of you had just like really appreciated the honesty there. And also we were like, it's so nice to know that you guys fight too, that we're not the only ones. And you say that you talk about, you were going to talk about on the podcast and you haven't yet. So let's talk about it. So here we are. So let's talk about it. But first of all, okay. we actually, I love how memory works, guys, how something horrendous can then become like laughable. Because now I look back on that date and that is, it's hilarious because guys, well, it was just, we yet. just kind of stared at each other. And then like, I think that we, we think the waiter knew because when he brought over our dessert, he brought it with a candle in it. Like it was our birthday or something, but we never gave any signals he of birthday. Kept, well, he kept, whenever he would come, he would like come my direction. I was like trying to fight back the tears and I had my arms crossed. Like so, it looked bad. Yeah. So I think that was his way of saying, cheer up guys. Yeah. Well, it was and funny, eat your at peanut the be- butter pie. At the beginning of the date, he was like not really talking to us. Like we were kind of like, oh, he's a bad waiter. Like just hardly even there. And then I think he could tell something was wrong. And then yeah. throughout the night, he got nicer and nicer. Totally. And brought out the candle. That was a blast. Okay. So tell him about so, what, what was it about? Or I mean, I don't even remember exactly what it was about, but uh, I think what people, conflict management, conflict 
How do we fight? How yeah. do we communicate? What have we learned so far? First, let me say, we have learned barely anything or barely nothing. So let's put <laughs> let's put that out well, there. Well, we've learned things, but we're still yes. um, really working on it. It's like, if you guys, let's give you a baseball analogy, guys. We are in rookie class A ball in our marriage, which means we are very low on the totem pole, but... If maybe you're a high school baseball player, then maybe we can, you know, give a tip here or there. But if you want the big leagues guys, go to like Les and Leslie Parrott, Fight Night, some people that are professionals at this, psychologists at this, John Gottman, read books. There's a Ask an Older Seasoned Couple. So we're not trying to be, we're not trying to answer, we're not trying to be that or answer that in this podcast. That We're trying to, I, th- I think why your Instagram is so encouraging people is because, yeah, it just kind of showed that like, oh yeah, this is a normal part of like kind of uh, the friction of marriage and two people growing together. And so we just kind of want to maybe more open the door on it a little bit, just and hopefully it's insightful. But yeah, so remember what the kind of the, the gist of it was or the center of what we were fighting about is. And, and let's talk about a fight we just had. I like, <laughs> I don't even like this conversation because I'm a true nine on the Enneagram. And so we avoid conflict at all costs. <laughs> so my hands are literally sweating just thinking about feel. a Let fight feel. we had. Let me feel. I mean, it's bad. Ooh, guys, they are wet. Her hands are wet. I hate wet. conflict so much. I am a fleer. Jeff is a fighter. So you can imagine during our arguments how that goes. That's been probably one of the hardest things in our arguments. Yeah, we'll um, talk about that in a second. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't really matter what it was about. Actually, I couldn't even remember, and then it, it took me a few days to remember what we even were arguing about, which doesn't really matter. But it basically came down to Jeff felt either. disrespected, and I felt... What did I feel? Uh, oh, yeah, I remember. So then, the, yeah. I felt... You felt like when I... It, <laughs> can I say it or talk well, about it? Well, I don't know. Go well, ahead. I don't know. Not, it's not like explicit or set or anything specific, but it's we've realized, guys, in the season we're in right now, and this is where I think communication ebbs and flows. And this is my learning curve because I don't, I don't, I feel like this is a little bit more. You're more. Uh, what's the word? <laughs> basically, what I'm what, in this, this is season, truly a vulnerable conversation. No, no, no. And I'm just trying to in this season, okay. basically, basically, what our fight, the repeat fight. So always look out for the repeat fights. And what I mean by that is, and usually you do have a repeat. Yes, fight. the ones that play over and over again, because that'll usually show a, either where a breakdown is at, or a, where a system needs help, or where your person, like where God's really trying to significantly grow your personalities. Yeah. And I think right now that's ours. Is I I'm is me with um pride me with um uh bulldozing and just kind of push pushing too hard with things that i think we need to do or want to do or decisions or whatever and then you what what i think was really hard about that last fight and a lot of recent ones is you feel like anytime i'm trying to say something to you that is like hey can we not do that or hey can you not do that or hey can we like can you try to grow at that or whatever you take it really really personal i'm very sensitive you take it really personal and that's and that's uh and i get that because you're we're in a season of sensitivity right now where like there's a lot going on we got three kids there's toddlers where where there's a lot to like manage for the boat not to sink Mm -hmm. and i so i feel like you're and you're doing such an amazing job with that so i think you feel like if any kind of it's sometimes really easy to get trapped in the oh I'm already trying so hard, but he's there's still things that you know he's ma- yeah he's mad at me about or frustrated about. Is that what kind of how it feels? Yeah, I, well, I think I'm. I mean, I'm um, postpartum, and so I just have a lot of like hormones, and I'm not quite my normal self, and I'm very sensitive, and I feel I feel like the lie I'm believing a lot lately is I'm just not enough, and so like there's certain things we've talked about because we had reoccurring arguments that I'm really trying to grow in, like um, trusting Jeff's voice, trusting him to lead our family, to um, be more on his team and really trust. I struggle a lot with anxiety um, and 
wanting to, I'm realizing wanting to control, like my anxiousness is me wanting to kind of control or be comfortable or not like wanting to do things. And so sometimes I struggle to trust Jeff because ultimately I'm not trusting the Lord with like um, whatever it may be. A lot of that comes down to our traveling schedule. But um, anyway, so I'm like, what am I saying? So I think I'm trying to work really hard to be on his team and to um, submit. Like I know that's such a uh, icky word for a lot of people, but it's really biblical and we don't necessarily need to go there, but just to like let him lead our Mm -hmm. family. And so then when I feel like um, I still have, he critiques that or there's still areas to grow or he feels disrespected in the area, then it feels like my world is shattered because it's like I'm working Mm. so hard to whatever, to be intentional with our kids or to respect you or to let you lead. And then, yeah. So that was kind of the gist of the argument. That was really hard. Yeah. And then I think for me, and this is to guys, or I guess even girls depends on the demeanor or the disposition of the marriage that I'm learning is I'm learning. I have to bear more of the burden. I think I'm too transactional. I'm realizing meaning where like when I feel slighted or let down or whatever, you know, in these things of like, Oh man, I needed you there or whatever. I don't bear that. I want to give it right back to you. I'm like, I'll cut, and I don't do it super harsh or anything, but just like, okay, hey, you know, we I, uh, we needed that or could you have done that or whatever. And that's then when you feel that sensitivity um, and you feel like not enough. And I'm learning that my job as the husband is to love Christ, like uh, <laughs> to love the church, like Christ loved the church, to love my wife, like Christ <laughs> loved the church, sorry. And one of the things Jesus clearly did is he bared the burden, meaning like he didn't, Every little mistake that the church d- does, he doesn't like lash out at it, right? And it not even lash out gently, but or, like, you know, call it out. He like, he kind of just absorbs it. Does that make sense? And I feel like I'm learning to like absorb it because then I feel like it then gives me a better opportunity to then when I do speak up, it has a little bit more equity in it, right? Rather than I feel like sometimes you, it can feel like, oh, uh, because guys, I'm an eight on the Enneagram. And so I think very, <laughs> I think bluntly, I speak bluntly, black and white, but I don't think I'm doing that. So it, it's hard for me. So like, it's that feedback loop of I'll just be like, I'm very factual. Just this is the way things are. So to me, I, I like when spe- people speak to me like that, like, just like, that Tell was, me what's true. That was wrong. Tell me what you want me to do. What's next? Move on. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like pe- I, I want to be kind of given orders and I don't want any reading between the lines. I don't want anything like that. So I like when people speak to me like that. So then, and I'm an eight, so I relate to people like that as well. And in a marriage, obviously, you're closer than anyone else. So that that kind of comes out, not in a harsh way, because I think I can do it mostly gently, but it still comes out a lot of just like, oh, like, let's not do that. Or let's be done. Or let's move on. Or, And that's really hard. I need you to never do that again. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> that's if I'm a little more frustrated. I'll say, right. hey, can we never maybe do that one ever again? Um, <laughs> but I'm learning that that's actually, that can be detrimental. I think that can be a pro in the sense of I can be kind of a little bit more... I think that can be a leadership. Yeah, that can be a leadership quality that I think can uh, mm-hmm. that can handle a lot in the marriage. But I think it can be detrimental, and it's detrimental when it becomes uh, overbearing to you. When it be when it's being not sensitive to your needs, sensitive to your demeanor, sensitive to how you receive things. Because that was something that I grew up on. I think my mom always taught me of like uh, it really doesn't matter. Like what it matters how someone receives it. It just really that's always that's true. That's the truth. It matters how someone receives something, um, and so you really always have to be mindful of oh. Even if I meant that in love, did they receive it in love? Even if I meant that with a pure heart, did they receive it with a pure heart? Did I, you know? And um, well, I think that was the big part of our fight, why we couldn't get past it was at the end of the day, I 
I agreed with Jeff. I felt like you're right. That wasn't respectful. And I wanted to apologize. Mm -hmm. But then the way that he had talked about it with me and he thought he was growing so much like he was, he didn't raise his voice, didn't get angry, but some of the word choices. Well, I don't do that very often anyways, but you know, well, you can be passionate. And so sometimes I think your passion is you raising your voice when it's just you being passionate. And because I'm very sensitive, it's hard. I have to talk like a mouse or else it's, or else it's me that you might, he did speak like a mouse, but the words that he used were really, they dug deep. And so I felt like I just couldn't get past it. And so I, it's true how you receive it. Yeah. Um, so it's just a huge lesson because I think it just yeah. seven years in now, well, nine with dating, it just, yeah, you just start, you still, and then there's an ebb and flow. Like this is, I feel like this is a little different fight this last year than we usually have had. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's mainly because of the, we're in a high octane season of meaning like we're very much, we're not sinking, we're not drowning, but we have to really be diligent or else we'll come close. Mm-hmm. And so then I think because of that, everything's a little bit more heightened. Everything's yeah. a little bit more just because of toddlers and work and like and it's babies just and babies and, and newborn and schedules. There's a lot and, that the Lord's So we kind of have to be like very responsible so th- for. That's actually part of it, actually, guys. That, that kind of makes sense. It's like I, I then the season, the way for us to get through the season for me is to be very militaristic mm-hmm. in the sense of like, hey, we got to just be so factual, so black and white and, commu- and over communicate to each other so that we can be on the same team. But sometimes that plays as uh, uh, hurts you yeah but it's me almost try- like i think that's almost the solution to our season because mm-hmm. i think if we do you know if you if we weren't very much just like kind of like uh chain of command let's do it let's attack it let's go we're soldiers in a war type of thing which is very romantic and girls love that <laughs> <laughs> um then yeah so like there's a balance there of i think the me as the husband trying to lead us in that way of like hey we're on mission for the lord we believe he's called us to all these places including having children in to- with toddlers. He's set us up. We're putting rhythms around us. We've, you know, we've brought things around us and systems to help us. Um, and like, let's go, but still being mindful of like communicating gently and yeah. compassionately and slowly. I think that's what I'm learning. I can be, my fastness can quickly turn into like a rashness. Is that the right word? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. You got any thoughts? Just like confessing your sins. <laughs> I feel like I should do the same. <laughs> I feel like I should do the same. No, and so here, here's a couple of things well, we've learned. I think, um, I mean, I don't know why I'm sharing. I mean, I feel like we're in a counseling session with everybody listening, but. Well, there's um, no one in this room. It's just me you, me and you and two cameras and a couple lights. True, but every, I mean, welcome to our lives. This is the real life podcast. That's why we call it that. Um, And as a nine, I don't like conflict and I'm very sensitive to how other people are feeling and to things going around and I don't even know what I'm all saying but just this season is more difficult and I get that it's like a we're on battle like let's gear up but I feel like the Lord is really stretching me and growing me Mm -hmm. in that because I don't naturally see life that way and I'm not someone that's like super straightforward I'm having to grow up like hey this is what I need now go do that or like Mm -hmm. whatever with help um, with help or with our kids or with Jeff, um, having to be like, Hey, I don't, I feel like this, I need this right now. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like the Lord's really growing me in those things. Um, and making, I feel like a word that he keeps, um, even with like having toddlers and tantrums and discipline, um, it really is sanctifying as parents. And I feel like the word the Lord keeps reminding me of is resilience. Like I want to be resilient and faithful and keep showing up and not run away because I like to flee from conflict. 
And like, for instance, during our fight, the date night, we had kind of gotten in a fight during dinner, but we wanted to have a special dinner with the kids. So I was like, let's not talk about it right now. Let's talk about it later. And so my later was like, let's just forget about it. And Jeff was like, and oh, I was like date counting night, down perfect. the seconds. I was counting down the seconds where we were like, you said, let's not talk about it kind of like with the kids and get them all down to sleep. <laughs> so I literally, and I'm that guys, and this is hard about conflict. Like I'm the guy where I can't, it's, I don't back burner anything. I want to finish this. Yeah. I want to talk about this right now. And let's actually talk about that in a second um, with tips of how we've managed that because we're both different in that. But so for me, I literally was like, but I, but we have this rule where like, she can call that. She can say like, no, we're pausing. And I can, and I, we have this rule where there's trust there. And we'll talk about that in a second where I said, okay. Mm-hmm. But then like, to me, it's like an agreement. Like it's okay. I agreed and I'm submitting to that for you. But like, okay. So the minute that is done and the agreement was like once the kids and dinner and whatever, uh, then I was like, and I was counting down the seconds the whole time. Like I, it doesn't go away to me. I don't not think about it. <laughs> well, and then we had gone, so we went out to, for dessert, but before we wanted to get Jeff a new dress shirt. That's right. Hey, everyone's hey. saying, woo. And I've been rocking it already like 10 times in and two so, weeks. so, yeah. So we spent like a half hour shopping and it was so fun. And then we sit down at dinner or to get dessert and I'm like, oh, this, and I am an idealist too. So I'm like, oh, I can't wait to just have all these wonderful conversations. And the moment we sit down, Jeff like wants to bring up the fight. And so I, my, it was like over after that. I'm like, no. I want to just have a date night. I want to forget about all the ickiness. Yeah. And now, just- I will say, in general, that one was random. Because in general, we have kind of a rule of like, just that can get handled later date. I don't know. I think that, yeah. I don't. In general, I feel like we protect date night really mm-hmm. good from not only conflict, but then uh, from like logistics. Like we don't try yeah. to schedule things and we don't try to do like our finances or business. Like date night is really sacred and protected. Um, so yeah, so that one was kind of random. Of like we haven't like made a hard rule about it that like I don't well, think I, I think broke it. I just it was kind of like oh, because I think I was leaving. That's what you, it was. Yeah, you yeah were I was leaving, leaving so the next day. So I was like, hey, I just want to I want to resolve this because I leave on a plane the next day. That's what it was. You're right. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, want to tell you about one of this week's sponsors also, and that is Brooklyn. And you know we love Brooklyn, and you actually spend a third of your life in the sheets. So it's about time that you actually make your sheets an important purchase decision. Um, I know for us, we love that feeling of five-star hotel sheets and how it shouldn't be so difficult and expensive to get sheets like that at home. And what's really awesome is brooklinen.com does exactly that. Their sheets were named the winner of the best online bedding category by Good Housekeeping. They have 30 plus thousand five-star reviews more than any other online bedding company. Um, And I love them because of the story. They were founded in 2014 by a husband and wife couple, team duo. Their mission is to make five-star hotel luxury quality sheets more affordable and easy to order. Luxury sheets without the luxury markup, essentially. Um, And they're incredible. They don't just feel great, but they look great too. They mix and match over 20 plus different colors and patterns. So I want to hook you guys up. They're the best. They're the most comfortable sheets we've ever slept on. So it's your time to upgrade too. So go to brooklinen.com and they're giving you an exclusive offer just for the real life listeners. You get $20 off and free shipping when you use the promo code REAL at brooklinen.com. Again, the only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use the promo code REAL at brooklinen.com, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, and use the promo code REAL. And they're so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. So, okay, guys, so let's talk about this. A couple tips, a couple <laughs> hopefully encouragements. Hopefully this is encouraging. I don't know if we're necessarily going to have like wisdom. We're just like, yeah. hey, we're on your team. Couple, couple we things get marriage too. A couple things we've learned and a couple things that we've processed conflict in a healthy way, hopefully that grows us. Because here's the, at the end of the day, guys, we have to understand that conflict 
is normal and natural. It's mm-hmm. just you do it good or you do it bad. Right. You want to have healthy conflict. Yes. You, and, and you actually need it. Like that's actually the kind of sandpaper, the rough friction when rubbing against each other that's kind of gritty and painful that creates you into the image of Jesus. Like that's mm-hmm. just the truth. It will reveal the places in you that you need g- growth and healing. It'll reveal places you feel exposed. Like that's what that's the job of marriage. So that's square one because if you don't believe that, then way too quickly resentment will choke everything out. Lies will choke everything out. Kind of like hatred or a softer version of that of just kind of like bitterness and don't like the other person will choke everything out. Or not having any conflict almost as a, sh- a sign to like, hey, you guys aren't going deep enough. Hundred percent. Maybe your marriage is too surface. Yeah, or like, yeah, it's kind of like placating each other to just like agree to disagree and just kind of let's just be roommates now because every time we try to do this, we fight. Yeah, it's like no, no, no. That's part of the battle. There, that's part of the battle of marriage and the goodness of marriage. So you got to remember that. I think yeah. And then another thing is like fight for your marriage, not against each other. Mm -hmm. And so we, I think that's what we always come back to is like we most of our conflicts, we never try to strong arm each other once we come back around in like calmness. We both usually kind of almost admit like, oh yeah, like, okay, that one, that's what you are. That's your weakness and you got to grow at that. And then this is my weakness. I got to grow at that. Like it's almost always every fight's that. Yeah. Like it's never coming back and just well, saying like, oh, that's, never, that was all you. It's usually never the topic you're talking about. It's exactly. the heart issues that it exposes. It's usually more our personalities that's going, that's tr- that the Lord's trying to like round out and smooth, smooth yeah, over. Or, um, um, your struggles and temptations or idols. And exactly. it's like, whew. Yeah, and it gets revealed and exposed. And, and guys, you yeah. have to remember your spouse is actually your primary, God's primary tool to make you more into the image of Jesus. Yeah. But it's just like the dentist, guys. Like, it's not that fun sitting in the chair, but you got to do it, right? And they, they, there's a level at <laughs> well, which if you want... marriage is for our holiness, exactly. not for our happiness. Yeah, Gary Thomas. So, um, yeah. yeah. So I think that one's huge. But what I would say... And, Sorry. You got it. Along with that, I think to being aware, which I know a lot of you are, but I feel like often after our biggest fights, I'm like, that was a spiritual attack. Mm -hmm. And I just think of that scripture, that section in Ephesians about like how, you know, um, I can't quote it right now, but how we don't war against flesh and blood, but against the principalities of, you know, darkness and evil. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, we are responsible for our sin our flesh is you know needs to be sanctified and all those things but also like the enemy wants us to fight he wants us not to be unified he wants us to um war against Mm -hmm. each other and so to have that um bigger picture perspective and i think there's been a few fights we've had where i've been able to stop or you have in the middle of it and be like whoa this is like we need to just sit and pray right now because this totally. is outside of us and they're trying to war us against each other. And so to be mindful of that too, um, still work through the things, still have healthy conflict. But I think when you recognize that, it brings a lot of humility. And yeah. you don't have to fight. You can kind of be like, Whew, okay, totally. like let's talk about this. I'm not going to be so defensive. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of us Um, are more drone-like and zombie-like and robotic than we think in regards to like stepping into the traps. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? We just like kind of autopilot ourselves into traps of of Satan and the evil one and um, kind of like uh, our own flesh tearing us down and kind of... So guys, one of the primary elements of sin is chaos, right? Because God's the opposite of sin. God in his created order and the opposite of that is shalom in some sense, created beauty and order and goodness and flourishing and shalom. But um, the opposite of that is like is like 
actual chaos, like actually things getting ripped apart, disorder, unruliness. And to me, that's the exact picture of like conflict and sin when it's really bad is like, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a, a, a plate breaking. It's chaotic. It's fragmented. It's pieced. It's kind of ripping apart. Um, and so when it starts feeling like that, I think you have to really realize like, oh, that is actually the trajectory that humankind has been on from the very first page of the scriptures uh, when we don't allow God to set the tone, be king, reign and rule, and to invite shalom. Mm. And so I think that's just like something that has to be remi- we have to be reminded of is like we don't want to go down that autopilot spiral, which which history has done for thousands of years. So like that that's the thing you want to break is go back towards order, back towards shalom, back towards Eden or the new Jerusalem forward. And then obviously that's what walking with Jesus. And so, yeah, I think there's lots there, but I think um, what Alyssa said was really pertinent and really good of like, you got to just, I think anytime that usually means we get pretty much really angry. Like mm-hmm. anytime, like we, we have, we have, like you said, we have, we have arguments where they're passionate and it's like, I'll get pretty passionate. I'll get pretty <laughs> fired up. But I feel like we both know the appropriate level of like, oh yeah, that, that was like, I was passionate, but I didn't, it didn't feel like a, Maybe it wasn't my perfect self, but it didn't feel kind of like dark. Right. But mm-hmm. then there are those moments where you feel like, oh, that felt dark. We, I did yeah. not like that. And so we have to actually repent. I have to repent. Mm-hmm. I have to actually call it out. We have to pause. We have to pray. We have to. And I think that's the level there. It's not like every fight is spiritual attack, but it's also like you're never not spiritually attacked. I think it's kind of a little blend. Mm-hmm. A lot of some of it's personality and growth and just like maturity. And some of it is, I think, actual spiritual attack because uh, marriage is such a picture and such a grand plan of God to tell his story and tell his gospel that, of course, tearing that down um, would tell a false story, which is what Satan always wants Mm -hmm. to do is tell a bad story and a false story. So a couple tips, a couple things that I would say. Um, So we're, I'm an eight, she's a nine. We've talked about the Enneagram in the past. We don't think it's the end all be all, but it's helpful for understanding and definitely has helped in conflict. And because of that, um, we have the, our usual conflict is I want to attack the problem and she wants to run away from the problem. Mm-hmm. And so that is pretty difficult because then it starts turning into me like pushing harder and her running farther. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so that, that's when it goes bad. So then the way we've tried to solve that is, is I think with trust. And what I mean by that is like, our conflict is at our worst when there's like when trust is compromised or when trust is uh, um, not not kind of on the throne in some sense. Basically, what I'm trying to say is trust is the is the first thing before the first thing. You have to have really, really, really strong trust in a relationship before you can, I think, have truly healthy conflict. Because when we really are leaning into the trust we've given each other, then we allow us to conflict differently, right? And what I mean by that is like, so for us, we've made this rule and it's based on trust where like there's not like a hard, 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 hard black and white where we can like keep each other accountable. We just have to trust each other with this rule. And the rule is if she wants to call pause pretty much at any time in a fight, she can do that. Well, not quite. Pretty much. Sometimes I'll call it in within like two minutes. He's like, we haven't even talked about it yet. I mean, I mean, there has been like a couple times where I'm like, I can tell like, no, that was like, okay, that was like, okay, you just want to go get a cookie or something or like, yeah. But in general, she can call pause anytime yeah. she wants and walk away, which is very difficult for me. The first couple of years of marriage, that was really hard because I was like, no, let's just finish it. Let's just talk. Like, what's the problem? And what's I going on? I need time to process and cool down. And so she can call that anytime yeah. she wants. She has that trump card. Okay. And then. And that's, that's based on trust because, because here's why. Because I trust that when you say, I need time 
to go think about it so that then I can come back to you and we can figure this out. Mm -hmm. I trust you in that. Where it used to be hard is where I don't think we had enough relational equity where like I would say that, but then you then still wouldn't want to ever come back to it. You wanted to run away from it and just say that to get out of it, but then we would, you'd never yeah. actually come back to talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. But we've established a trust now where I, you can say that whenever you want, but I also trust that when you'll, you'll will come back on your, when you're ready. Mm-hmm. It's not, you're not just doing that to run. Right. You're actually saying like, I do really need this time. Mm-hmm. And then same with, same with me where I feel like, and then I, I feel like you have trust in me to um, trust that if I want to talk about something and bring it up, that your natural inclination to flee might not always be correct and that, and that you can trust me trying to hopefully uh, lead us into like a healthy conflict or just bring up something that we need to talk about, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's really like trust is what we've learned is like so key. We have to really be able to like, hey, I trust you. You can call a break anytime you want and then you trust me to bring up things and you'll stay in them. Like you stay in them a lot longer now, I would even say, because I feel like you trust me in the conversation. Um, That's one tip. Another friend, another thing we've done before and we know friends do is kind of like have a code word. (laughs) You never want, you never want marriage conflict to be a 10 out of 10. You never want it to be on like the frustration scale. So like you need to have a code word where it is just like a timeout because it does start spiraling on autopilot. So I think our friend's code word is like mistletoe. I've heard other ones. We had one, I think. And so it's just basically, you can just call that at any time. And that's kind of similar to what we're saying, but kind of just to like pause, pause, pause. Like it's getting out of control. We'll probably sin if we keep going. Yeah. So you need to have that. Um, pray. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I like what, I think the biggest thing that we've been learning in this season is like, uh, what we said earlier of like, I don't, I don't remember the last conflict we've had where both of us didn't come back and just be like, okay, this is something I can do better. This is something I can do better. And I feel like because of that, that's really helped our conflict. Like we have the inherent belief that this is taking us somewhere, not just someone's right, someone's wrong, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's making us better people. In any conflict, even if someone is 90% responsible for it somewhat the other person's at Mm. least 10 percent, and so i think just having that humility to ask for forgiveness in whatever way that you can like we're both coming to it with something and so really being humble and i think of that verse in philippians 2 i think it is about um you know humble yourselves before each other serve each other i don't remember yeah, it's a biblical principle it's, a you biblical principle. it's in there it's in there somewhere but i think that is a key in marriage is to yeah. serve each other with humility like ask for forgiveness show grace to each other and i think when we are humble when we are walking in humility the conflict is so much yeah. um whatever less or like less or sharp. just like you're more open to the spirit and what he's telling you yes. and to like give grace to ask for forgiveness to grow when they bring up something that is a really um sharp point for you you know that you they still love you in it it's just like okay lord you need to grow me in that you need to change me in that because i think i can be so sensitive to like Mm. you know everything about me and so when you call things out in me or when something is exposed i just want to hide and being like okay humility like this is an opportunity for me to grow this opportunity to lean into you and to ask for help in this area or to depend on you or to talk through it or to um yeah i feel like marriage is just very sanctifying stretching challenging you're becoming one you're becoming more like christ you're humbling yourself out your areas are exposed but knowing that the person you're with loves you and isn't going anywhere and so it's a safe place to work through those things i think that's a key to come to in your marriage that healthy conflict is knowing that no matter what no one is going anywhere and that it's a safe place to 
talk about things, but even in the safety, like coming to each other with grace and with humility and asking the spirit for that help. Um, and obviously a lot of the times we don't do that. And so then asking for forgiveness and grace and how to grow in that. Yeah. And I think let's end with that, guys, that, that the gospel truths, like you have to have the base truths at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You have you have to have these very kind of like underlying um, truths. You have to have these, uh, what are the like ground rules, ground rules of the gospel to, to have healthy conflict. And if mm-hmm. you don't, you can probably trace it back to there. I mean, if you have bad conflict, you probably chase it back to somewhere there, you know? And what I mean by that is like, that that you have to understand that there is unlimited amount of grace for us in Jesus. It can never be exhausted. It can never run out. That grace is not a license to sin, but that's actually the thing that woos us back into intimacy, right? A soft word turns away wrath. It's God's kindness that leads us to repentance mm-hmm. to make an yeah. about face. And we get to play act that. We get to model that in marriage, both mm-hmm. of us, husband and wife, as recipients of that grace, right? That God first loved us. And think about that grace, guys, that God came to earth to his people, walked among us, we killed him. And on that cross, in the peak moment of being sinned against, in the peak moment of actual like earthly conflict between the global angelic powers of Satan and humans and flesh, and we pin him up on the cross and he still says, Father, forgive them for I know not what they do. And that that right there is what breaks the power of evil. That in that moment, evil stopped like it it was it was not able the cycle was not able to continue the momentum was broken because the love was more powerful and so it was able to cease and stop because of his sacrificial absorption into himself of sin of death of decay of people's bitterness of people's resentment and all of us in marriage have that opportunity now of course you don't want to be the person that's always taking that but i do think a healthy marriage there it should be both Meaning there are times where where you just are absorbing that that and saying, like, I love you and I forgive you and I'm going to break this cycle because you don't want to get in that spiral, that cycle, because that's what happens. Evil in our flesh wants to keep going and build and build and build and build. Um, you can even see that with war, right? Like <laughs> every single war, they always say it's the war to end all wars. But <laughs> the reason that's not true is because violence begets violence and violence in our hearts begins violence in our hearts. Meanness, bitterness, resentment, etc. It just continues and continues and continues unless someone wants to actually, by the power of Jesus, show sacrificial love to break those cycles. The cool part is we don't have to do that in our own strength and our own power, and we actually can't. Mm-hmm. Jesus does it himself. We can be so compelled and wooed and drawn in to the model he has given himself, or I mean given us in himself, of him on the cross saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And then resurrecting into new power, vindicating that that was actually the right thing to do and the way to go for the new kingdom and to put things to rights and for new creation. And we can perpetuate new creation, new blessing by doing that same thing, by sacrificing for our enemies, dying for them, forgiving them, not saying our spouse is our enemy, but um, it's that cycle breaker of like we have, there's that dance of both spouses need to absorb, need to forgive, need to show grace, need to love. And because why? Because he first loved us. He has showed us. He has given that. Now, of course, I don't like, I always have to give this kind of clarification, but of course, I'm not talking about like dangerous situations, abusive situations. You need to get out of that. You don't just need to like be in that and just keep forgiving. That's not how that right. works. But I'm talking in a normal marriage that doesn't have some severe unhealthiness in that regard, right. uh, then there is the level of normal absorption you take from... Because when you're this close in proximity with a spouse, you're absorbing their sin. 
right? Like Alyssa absorbs my sin in some sense because she's just next to me every single day. Um, and the gospel enables us to do that so that we don't become enemies, so that we don't become bitter, and that those actually break cycles and that then put little seeds of love in both of our hearts that then continue to grow with Jesus, make us into our new selves, <clears throat> new creation. And I could just go on in a whole sermon with that one, part. But, one last thing before we yeah. end. Um, I think too, sometimes it's healthy. If there's a fight that you guys are constantly having, it keeps, every time this topic comes up, it's like a constant fight. Yeah. Um, we had that when I was pregnant with Lucy and two things. A couple like, times. I'd, I'd say there's a couple seasons. A couple seasons, but this one in particular in the last season we had, and one time it was just, we had our friends that were living with us during the hurricane because they needed a place to live. And we had an opportunity one night just to kind of like, it just naturally came up. Because a lot of times your fights, like you don't share with other people and I don't necessarily think you should, yeah. but it came up and they just really felt our pain in it. And they didn't necessarily give advice, but it was just so encouraging for them to empathize with both of us. And they prayed for us. We didn't ask them to pray, but they're like, we would love to pray for you in this. And it was like the sweetest moment of fellowship just to like yeah. be able to confess in and have people like do war with us and really like friends that are for your marriage, not like going to take sides. Yeah. Um, and then a couple months after that, our mentors were living with us for a week doing work stuff and we were able to just really hash out all the things. Like every night yeah. we were up till 11, like this is what we're going through. Can you give us advice? Because we kept hitting roadblocks. Because yeah. we kept hitting roadblocks and it was so timely because I was so desperate. I was like, babe, this is like a constant fight. We need help. We need counseling. Yeah. We need something. And so I think if you guys are having that revolving door argument, um, ask for prayer like together. So it's not like, you and your girlfriend, like, hey, pray for me. My husband's so hard to live with or yeah, whatever. But yeah. together Don't asking for prayer and then reaching out to an older couple that can um, like ask them to come over for dinner, ask them to come over for dessert, to take them out to dinner and just be able to share things so that they can give their wisdom in it. And I that and that couple that is for your marriage, because sometimes those fights happen and you need somebody outside of your marriage to really 100%. help you work through it. And not that it's like super easy after that, but it gives you a whole new perspective and like, okay, it's not like we're just hitting this wall every time. It's this breakthrough that still takes a lot of work and, but it's like, we know where we're going now. Yeah. So, um, that's just encouragement if that, that's good. if that's something you're walking through too, cause we've been there. Well, let's, sure. end, let's end on that guys. Um, is I think that's that's the best truth of and then she just said that once but I think that's I could probably I think there's at least four times so it almost happens like once every year or every two years where there's like where it gets to be significant meaning like roadblock is being hit the same fights happening and our own skills are not getting us past it and so then we have a rule where it's just like okay call them like text them like and we don't bs or small talk it's just like that's what the text says it's, hey like we need we need some help can we hop on the phone for an hour like we keep we're running into this problem with conflict or personality or whatever we need your help so it's very explicit very that but there's probably been at least three or four times with a with them or with some other people other couples in our life over seven years of marriage six years of marriage that yes 100 percent you have to don't go on forever if it's just being the same you'll have repeating fights and like i said in the beginning those need to highlight um, system breakdowns, those need to highlight personality breakdowns. And if you think, you know, the Lord can walk you through that in a, in a, in a way where those are a little bit less serious then then do that. But if it gets to the point where someone's starting to be exacerbated by the conflict, 
Okay, we're done. We're going to go get help. So that means mentors. That means counseling. I think I, I like just counseling is counseling, guys. It's not some huge, crazy spiritual thing that like, you know, like, oh, man, <laughs> unless we're having a, you know, unless there's an affair in our marriage and we're not going to get counseling. No, it's like just go get help. And that's counselors. So, um, you know, and there's places that probably nonprofits and maybe can do it for free or churches usually can do it for a lot cheaper. There's a lot of options, but just go talk to someone. It's very simple. Like it's just, you kind of need a mediator. You need a coach. You need help. You need someone who's farther along and we're not reinventing the wheel. Like I would say like most marriage conflicts, there's like five versions and that's pretty much it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Out of every marriage in all of history, there's only like a couple kind of uh, dynamics, but yeah, just get help if it's repeating. So you just, she just tapped on my leg. Like we're we done. Well, like, I have to go put Lucy down. Okay, I was like, and that was the nonverbal. <laughs> I thought you were going to catch on to that. I know, it was my bad. Okay, all right, guys, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>